Hey, my friends, welcome to another episode of Heart and Hustle Live. I am your hostess, Paulette Reese Denis, your movement motivator and your passion instigator, your transformational lifestyle and creativity business coach, movement, momentum, and magic is what I am all about. And bringing you fabulous people from around the world who are making change, who are making magic, who are doing great things and changing changing lives. And I love that. I love that about this, this gig, about this heart and hustle and what I can bring to you. And today I get to bring you Kim Harrington here who does a lot of magical work with animals. And I'm so excited. Hey, Kim. Hi. Hi, thank you. I have to say, I forgot to mention, thank you so much for the invite. I'm so excited. I love all your guests. I've been watching all your podcasts and, and you nailed it. It's, it's magic. It is it. magic. Yeah. I really believe in that. I really believe in living everyday magic um, because life is awesome. Life is magical and it should be if we remain present and open, right? And open to see it and open to receive it and open to be it. So um, thank you, and thank you for being here. So Kim, tell us all about yourself. <laughs> so I love animals. It's all about. It's always been about animals for me. Um, so I'm uh, an, a Reiki practitioner. My clients are humans. My clients are animals, and my clients are animals with their humans because the energy in a home with animals just plays off of each other animals mirror our energy we mirror their energy mm -hmm. so um quite some time a couple a couple of years ago a friend of mine said uh hey guess what i'm an animal reiki practitioner and i didn't know much about reiki but i know i want to be an animal practitioner so i'm like tell me more and I called up um, a local place, happened to have animal Reiki classes. And he said to me, well, did you ever take levels one or two? And I said, no, what's that? Is that animals? And he says, no, it's people. And I'm like, oh, whatever. Okay, I'll do whatever. <laughs> I've got to do people. All right, I'll go. <laughs> so I had no idea what to expect. It was like pulling me in. It, and even that day, the day of class, we were put off hours. There was an ice storm. Mm. And I don't go anywhere in ice and something like said you know what you can get yourself get there something was pulling me there i had no idea what to expect i had no idea what the people were going to be like um i'm a pharmacist for 30 years so to me this felt like what are you doing what are you doing with this i'm on this road of ice let's go so i get there and the people were amazing. The teacher was a nurse. They all spoke my language and I was confused because I'm thinking, am I walking into this very woo-woo thing with this science mind? You know, I, I, I was confused myself, but I just felt like there was some kind, there was something more I was missing in my life. And I heard that Reiki can really help us. And I thought, wow, you know, if I can like help animals, this could be a way to do this. So. There was another girl there in class. She had like, she had stables and 40 horses. And she was there because she hired a Reiki practitioner and saw what it did for her horses. So she wanted to learn it. I was there with a girl as a mayor of a town. I was there with a dental hygienist. And, and so my brain's still confused and I was totally new to this. And a lot of people kind of had a background and I'm walking in totally cold, not knowing what this is. 
And they said, okay, we're going to meditate now. And I'm like, I never meditate. Like I am so fresh off. And when I introduced myself, I said, I'm here because I eventually want to learn animal Reiki. And so everybody there knew I was about the animals and we did the first meditation in the attunement. And it, it was, it was this beautiful, magical. I watched a movie play out in my head mm-hmm. and I just saw these, these things floating and it was such a gray, dark day. And we were in a city with all windows and I had my eyes closed and I, I felt like the sun came out and they said after it didn't. And all these things were just floating and spinning. And I realized the one I saw was like a fish. A ske- it was like a skeleton. Now I describe it as like an x-ray. And I'm watching and I'm like, wait, these are all animal shapes. And they're all going to the window. And I'm like, wow, my mind's really on animals, you know? And this class not really was said about animals. They mentioned, oh, animals like Reiki, but that's down the line. It really didn't mention animals at all. So after it was over... Oh, I also saw in the attunement, I saw my hand, I saw an arm open my hand and this beam of white light come into my hand. And I remember like my eyes are shut. I'm like, well, where's my other hand? Like I'm totally in this scene, but yet Mm -hmm. trying to figure it out. I'm like, what's happening? Like it was amazing. I didn't expect it. I thought I'm going to get nothing out of this. So after we opened our eyes, like it was, it was pretty emotional. The one girl was with her mom who passed and everybody's sharing their story. And I'm like, I'm with all these animals. And somebody said, oh, Kim, look, outside that window in the middle of the city was a huge feral cat staring at me. And I was like, cooked. And he stayed there the whole, like four more hours, the whole rest of the class watched me in the middle of the city. Like, with all, like you, you don't really see this a lot, you know? And I'm like, I'm there. The cat, I said, this is it. So then I, I learned that I loved self-reiki. I learned, I went home because a class is just a seed. A class just starts the whole, it's up to us to, to really journey with it. Sure. And I loved, I, I practiced every day and I loved, you know, reading the precepts and working with them. And, and I felt more gratitude. And then I went on, I took level two and we did distance. We did a lot with distance, but again, not much was said about animals. So then I, I tried it at home with my, I had a dog at the time who had cancer. And I was confused because I'm reading so many things online and so many different ways of doing this before I ran into my teacher, Kathleen Persaud's way. Her method is the let animals lead method. So here I am at home with this little shit stew with cancer and I'm trying to put my hands on him, trying to beam Reiki and he's taken off. And I'm like, what am I doing wrong? I was so Uh, frustrated. And I'm, I'm texting a friend from class and she goes, I know my dog hates it too. Like, what are we doing wrong? So then I stumbled on a book by Kathleen Prasad, who, um, she is, she started Animal Reiki Source and her nonprofit is the Shelter Animal Reiki Association, who I'm a teacher with now. And I'm reading her books and they were just so beautifully written. And I'm turning the pages and I'm like, well, where is she going to tell me where to put my hands? And I wasn't finding that. And I read more and more about it. And I realized it's deeper than that. It's a much deeper practice. Animals don't need hands. Mm. They don't want, wow. they're already wow. spiritually connected. So that's, it's a meditative practice that we sit with animals. You know, I, I volunteer at shelters and sanctuaries where the staff is excellent. They, they meet their needs, but I have time to sit there and be with them. Mm-hmm. 
So that's what I love about it. I'll do a lot of volunteering at a shelter. I have a sanctuary that is opening. Um, they're moving right four miles down the street from me. So I go to their original site now. I volunteer with these animals who, they all have stories. They have a, like sad starts, hard starts. Mm. But once they, they luck out and end up at that sanctuary, their, their lives are made. They, you know, they hit the jackpot. So it takes them a while. It takes yeah. them a while to, uh, we just took in a pig who was found on the side of the road who severe injuries. But, you know, people say to me, how can you go there? It's so sad. And I don't see it that way. Mm, right, 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 right. You don't focus on, look at the, like you said, look at the magic of it. Look at, you know, how grateful that we are that there's people who go to these means to, to put wheelchairs, chickens in wheelchairs. Mm-hmm. You know, and to, that's what I love about this because I found my people. You know, I always thought I was so weird. You know, <laughs> would say, oh, but I have a dog. I really like my dog, and I'm like, not like I like. I just felt there was more. There was something more. I I connected with them deeper than than most people. And here I am. Oh my God, my heart is just wide open, and I so understand. I I, I volunteered at the Humane Society in in Portland for five years. And I walk dogs every week and my friends would say, how can you not bring one home? And it's like, well, I'm, I'm giving to that dog so it can have its forever home. I'm helping that dog learn how to be in our world. Right. In a beautiful, loving way, not in an abusive, you know, situation or whatever. I mean, they all have different stories for sure. It's horrific. It's horrifying. Uh, And, but that you're out there, you know, one animal at a time. I mean, that's one paw at a time, one hoof at a time. Oh, I was God. working with a little rooster disco. Um, I went into the infirmary and there's all kinds. There's, it's a lot of poultry, a lot of chickens. And, and this little tiny rooster comes over to me and I'm sitting there in a meditation. I have another chicken pecking at my shoe. She doesn't like my shoe whenever, but this little tiny rooster will fit in my hand. Oh. And he's, and I was in this beautiful meditation where I just had such joy. I said, there's nowhere else. I was freezing. It it's, was January. I'm in Pennsylvania. I'm freezing. But <laughs> I had such joy on that mountain with this little rooster. And then he let me pet his head. And I happened to have my phone under me. And I grabbed a little picture. The staff couldn't believe it. They said he is a recent rescue from the fighting rings and was just oh, sick. God. And that, that hurt, that kills me. But you know what, even when I'm not there, they feel our energy. So we can't, we can't drop, we can't go there. This little disco has the best life now. And she said, I've never seen him so calm. She goes, we can't touch him. So there's so many times that I get to witness the magic of Reiki and see that it works and see that it helps. And even in the shelter, um, I work with feral kittens a lot. And some of the new dogs that come in, they're pretty traumatized, but a lot with the kittens. And I, I recently, I was sitting in meditation in a private room with this little kitten who was terrified under a bench. And after about 30 minutes, that kitten was on my lap. And in comes a staff member to check on us. She opens the door. Hey, how you doing? The kitten ran. I felt like it put back everything that I was progressing. She's reaching out with hands for the kitten, tries to make it play. I mean, no doubt about it. They're excellent. They're excellent. But to see that blatant contrast, Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. because sometimes it looks like we're not doing anything. 
it looks like I'm sitting and people are cleaning cages around me, but I'm hard at work and I'm like, we are really making a difference and to see it play out. So like, mm. you know, it may be a slower, we have to have patience. It may be a slower process, but I think they build trust better because we don't want anything from them. Right. There are partners in the session and there are teachers. So we just sit and we're there for them in a calm space, letting them know they're beautiful. Sometimes I'll tell them I love them. I told little Disco the rooster, I love you. And, you know, that's all they need sometimes. Just to, It's like when you're sick. Have you ever had a serious illness? You know, you don't sometimes think of the medicine or the food. You mm -hmm. think of someone that was there for you. Mm -hmm. Sometimes that will make the difference to get you through that next hour. So that's, that's what we do. So, and it, I realized soon after I start learning this, that this is helping me. So they are, they're oh, partners. Yeah, absolutely. How can yeah. it not? Right. And oh. mm -hmm. mm, you're cracking my heart open girl. <laughs> you know, it's so funny and it's, you're actually really inspiring me because when I did Reiki, um, study a couple years ago. I did levels one and two, and I was going to continue with animal Reiki, and I never did uh, for other, you know, whatever reasons. Yeah. But but now I'm like, okay, now I want to go back and finish and do that because that's that's definitely my, you know, I love working with animals. Um, that's so great. So, are you still a pharmacist? Yes. Yes. Um, you know, you do a job like that for so many years, and I work at home, so I'm stuck at a computer all day. It's stressful. It's about how fast can you go and how perfect can you be, and you kind of sit around thinking, there's got to be more. You how, know, how can you be a pharmacist from home? Mail order. Oh. I, don't want to say, I don't think I should say the name, but one of the largest mail order companies. I fill prescriptions for all over the country. Okay. Wow. Yeah, sitting working at home for about 10 years. I used to do retail. So I kind of got the itch too. Like, you know why? There's something else out there for me. I wanted, mm. so that's when my friend said I'm an animal Reiki practitioner. I'm like, wait, like just, I lit up. I had mm -hmm. no idea what I was getting myself yeah. into. Yeah. And it's, it seriously changed my life. It's the best thing I've ever done. And at the time when I had to take levels one and two, that's why I love Kathleen's process, um, her lineage no one we start out at level one with a focus on animals so i you know could have started from there she's in california and i'm in pennsylvania so out of the blue i saw she was coming to new york to teach her teacher training mm -hmm. and i had no idea if i was going to get the time off from work i had no idea where it was i don't really travel far by myself i i, I booked it i said i'm going it's going to happen like it, it's they say reiki find yes. you and it just and I went and it was, I was lived on, on the property at the Catskill Animal Sanctuary for four days. And it was, it was life changing. It was, I'll never go back. Like there, there's no other life but this. So hoping to do this when I get out of pharmacy in a couple of years. Don't tell my boss. <laughs> <laughs> that's so incredible. I just love hearing the story. And, and, you know, that's, as a coach, that's, you're the kind of women I work with who are in that mid career shift yeah. and they know there's something more and now you were so fortunate to have fallen into you know to have found or it found you either way <laughs> what you were really craving and desiring and the change that you wanted to make and you just did it you just freaking did it that is so incredible and now do you see uh animal patients on the side yes i have clients um where a lot of the work is done by distance because energy doesn't have any limits. 
And a lot of times if you go to someone's house, that could interfere with the session. That can interfere, you know, animal wants to know who you are, it takes an hour to get used to you, and they don't settle as well. Mm -hmm. So most of the work is done via distance. Mm -hmm. And then I also, I, I talk to the client first, and it's funny, you know, they'll say, something's not right with the dog. Something's off with the cat. I don't know what it is. And you talk to the humans and you find out that there's something going on with them. They're going through an illness. They're going through stresses. They're going through job stuff. And then you find like, that's the source of it. Okay. So I, you know, never work with just the animal. If, if I can, I include the person too, because that's how you're going to get harmony in the whole house. Right. And that's definitely part of the life that they are living. Yeah. Right. Right. And it's funny because, you know, like my Walter, I have two cats and Walter's limping around with arthritis. And that's when I notice I limp. <laughs> you always have the same stuff with the animals or somebody will be, Oh, you know, I, I hurt my whatever. And then you find out well, the dog has the same thing. Like it's so common. It happens all the time. They truly mirror us in physical mm. and emotional levels i'll never forget i had um uh, the dog that i had previous who had passed away um had just started getting sick and he had um, a spinal disease uh and i i contacted an animal communicator uh and so we had set up an appointment and she called me on the phone and and she's trying to talk to my dog, Rika. And she says, Paulette, you know what? We got to hang out, man. Your energy is just way too much in the way. I'm just going to talk to Rika. And I'll let you know what he says. Yeah. <laughs> and I was like, okay, sorry. Whoops, you know. Bam. <laughs> sorry. I just want to know. <laughs> and that's one thing I don't. Um, there's a separation between Reiki and communication. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And, you know, we discussed that a lot with Kathleen. We actually had communicators in class with us. And some people get confused or people will want Reiki and say, well, what are they telling you? Mm -hmm. And for me, it's not about the messages that gets in the way because we're, we are here and now. Mm -hmm. We are in the past where we're stressed. We're not in the future, you know, where we're worried. We are here. And if I'm open to listening to messages, I'm not in that moment. Mm -hmm. So that I, that I don't do, I kind of wish I did. I'm kind of curious about it. I met so many communicators. I think that's a wonderful whole modality, modality in itself. Mm -hmm. But yeah, a lot of people, you know, they, they want information from us. And that's, you know, and we never say that we can heal. I'm not a healer. The animals are a healer just as much as I am. Mm -hmm. So they'll say, you know, can you fix this? And we never look at them with an intent to fix. Mm -hmm. you know, sometimes Reiki helps that transition. You know, that's a whole thing. You can go with a client to, to the euthanasia and you can bring a softer energy to the staff and to the family and to the animals to let them know it's okay. It's okay to go now. And, and they go in love, you know? Mm -hmm. Like, so I remember when my, my dog was telling about who had cancer, this was um, the very early stages of, of me studying all this. And I tried what I could with him. He had a mast cell tumor and I knew that that trip to the vet was the last one. And when she, the vet walked in, she, the energy in the room just dropped mm. and she had this look on her face and she goes, I'm sorry, you've done everything you could. And I'll never forget my little mango's face turned and looked up at me and I'm like, he knows, he knows what just happened. 
And then like, it all happened so fast, but then my husband got upset. He had to leave the room. I got upset and the whole, it, it had to be so scary for him in that room. So that's why, you know, I think it's very helpful to, even the night before, to, you know, have a practitioner come if they can't be there at the vet or if the vet comes to the house at that moment, because it just changes. Mm -hmm. it, it, it's so helpful at that moment. So we never say that it heals or cures. We have to be very careful about that. Um, it, Reiki so, does what it's supposed yeah, to. So how do you describe it? Right. It, it's, you, if you can describe, if you have a sentence and you could take the word Reiki out and put compassion in, you should be able to do that every time you're talking about Reiki. It's just a connection and a bond that we are making with each other. And just living in, you know, before I even get out of the car at a shelter, I sit and I ground myself in the car for a minute. And I do a meditation where the light is radiating from me and I see it go over the shelter and go over all the animals and staff in there. Because maybe I'm having a bad day driving over there. Mm -hmm. Maybe things are going on in my head. I have to stop and center myself before I get out of the car. So just walking in the door, you have a different presence sometimes than, than someone else. And they feel animals. You know, you go to those, those Reiki classes at the sanctuary day one, all the cars are pulling in and the animals might be a little extra loud, running around curious by day three. It's just soothing. Like it, it, they, they know us, they feel us coming. We send Reiki to them before we even get there. And it, it makes all the difference in the world. It's just, it's just a much different, softer mm. state of compassion. So beautiful. And how long have you been doing this now? I don't, you know, I say I, I, I took the teacher training with Kathleen last summer. Mm -hmm. um, I was doing Reiki a couple years before that, but a lot of her teachings and a lot of way we do this let animals lead method, I've been doing it since I was born. I mean, it's the way I always had a cat by my side. I was the one, you know, the strays always follow me home and sometimes it's did, sometimes they did it. We always had basset beagles, but a lot of it, you know, I, I was the loner kid in my room and that's what I was doing, you know? And still to this day, I go to these Santa things with the reindeers and I want to peek in because I want to see the, the reindeer and they're just following me all over the place. So I've always been doing this Reiki thing, like always. So when I was learning, I'm like, yeah, that's what I do. That's what I do. So uh, technically with Kathleen, I took the teacher training last June at the Catskill. She goes around the world. She's doing some, I think, uh, levels one and two online now. Mm -hmm. But to take a class with her in person was just, if, if anybody can ever have the chance to do it. So, so I've been invited to be um, a Reiki teacher with Sarah through her organization, mm -hmm. which is just such a great honor, such a great honor. So I teach in Northeast Pennsylvania. What a perfect fit. So incredible. Yeah, incredible. perfect. Completes me. How do you find the balance between your pharmacy job and your, your Reiki healing animal, whatever you want to call it, connection? I am so busy at work and it's a mundane job. And it could be stressful. And, you know, I, I usually work Monday through Friday. And Saturdays, I'm off to the shelter in the sanctuary. Yeah. And I actually have a client, a human client. I go to her house for Reiki. And I remember the first time we were chatting, and she goes, you're a pharmacist? She goes, Reiki? That doesn't go together. And I said, that's what I thought, too. 
because you know there's all this talk on big pharma and medications and we're trying to get away from that but it plays a role there's still something to be said for western medicine mm -hmm. absolutely I mean, this does not replace veterinarians this does not replace your normal health care but it's a beautiful perfect addition to it mm -hmm. and a lot of times it could make that difference it can make that it, difference. it all works together absolutely wow absolutely i think so yeah yeah and i never ask though like clients will book something and they'll want to tell me everything that's wrong and i don't need to know and the same with animals you know i walk into the shelter and well here can you work with this cat and they start to tell me all these horrible things. And sometimes I have to know if it's for the animal safety, if it's a physical thing or, you mm -hmm. know, sure. safety. but mm -hmm. for the most part, I say, I don't need to know because I, we don't focus on what's wrong. We focus on their inner light and how perfect they are in that moment. And it, the healing will happen no matter what is wrong. I mean, same with people. Once we can get into that relaxed state and you feel loved, emotional, physical healing will follow. That's the greatest, you know, the greatest medicine. Mm -hmm. mm. And so how, how is the balance between those two bits of work, work passion, and your personal life? with how long I'm working at work and then... Well, I mean, do you find... I wish I could do Reiki more, for sure. Mm. Um, but it also, if I'm having a moment at work where I'm stressed or there's a lot of overtime or there's some kind of drama at work or some kind of... I go over the precepts and as I get as far as just for today, I will not worry. And you find a way to like your job, no matter what it is. Nice, nice. I'm happy for this day to get out of bed. In the, when I get up in the morning, I have, I have a crystal laying around here somewhere now. Gratitude. This is usually by my bed. Gratitude. I do self-reiki in the morning. And it's not, you're not crawling out of bed. Oh, I dread my job. I dread this. It changes. It changes. It shifts everything in your life. And, you know, so when you have this job that you don't like, where your energy goes is what you're focused on. So if you keep saying, I don't like this, I don't like this, you have to find a way to love it. Find yeah. a way to... Absolutely. Absolutely. You know, one of, the girl, one of the students in my level one class, she, um, she worked with like a children, like with family, social service type thing. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. She wanted to learn it to bring that better energy in these difficult talks and these difficult situations with these families to bring a calming energy. So it goes hand in hand with just about anything that I can think of. Mm. Mm -hmm. Balance well, stress out. Yeah, I mean, it's, I think in, in modern society, we've lost touch with our inner connection, our spiritual connection, our, you know, our source, whatever you want to call it. And, and so just to bring yourself back to that basic raw connection with source, with earth, with spirit, with, you know, whatever, again, whatever you want to call it. And uh, to be so everyday conscious, everyday aware. Yeah. So that you can't live your life. You can do your, what you said, mundane job and do it with compassion and pleasure. Maybe not all the time, but, <laughs> but keeping yourself 
in your own beautiful momentum with your own beautiful, loving, compassionate spirit, right? You become more grateful. Yeah. For the little things. Um, and when I started with Reiki, I, it was the first time in, in all my life that I never realized I had these emotions in me and never knew that it was anxiety. Mm. I never paid attention to myself. So I studied a lot of mind body therapy and being aware of your felt sense mm -hmm. and what are you feeling and how is that tied into what you're thinking right now? Your thoughts, your brain and your body are tied together. Mm -hmm. And I had major revelations like, wow, I never knew that this is what I was dealing with. And a lot of people say, you know, if you're going through grief, keep yourself busy. And you, you have to process it. You have to go through it. You have to work through it. So Reiki gave me, it was the first time in my life that gave me a chance to like, what am I focused on myself? What do I want? And I always talk about, it's even on my website. Um, a couple of years ago, I was getting really annoyed because you'd see these things all over Facebook and, and Pinterest, find your joy. And, and I thought, I don't really have joy. Mm -hmm. I have, I'm content, and I thought content was what you should strive for. Ooh, hoo, hoo, hoo. yeah. I had a friend who I worked, I've known her since 30 years, and the one day we were at work, and it was like a drama day and this and that, and she said, you know, there's people in the Mediterranean right now on a yacht with a cocktail, and we're here. And... I never forgot that because she always wanted to be somewhere else. She always looked like it was better there. And I thought, well, I'm content. And I think this is what we should strive for. So everybody's like, find your joy. And I'm like, I don't really get excited. And I started thinking a lot about it when I was going through all this work. And I thought, well, when you're a kid, you're joyful. I remember my father saying, come on, we're going to get you a new kitten today. Oh my, that was joy. Riding my bike down a hill. That was joy. And I'm like, when you're an adult, okay, the birth of my son, that's joy. <laughs> it happens once every 10 years. Like, why don't we get joy now? And I realized at the sanctuary one day in a meditation that, oh my God, this is joy. This is it. I really felt that fit, like it is possible to go above contentment. Oh, so mm. you see it. If you see a spark of joy, go after that. That's what yes. we need to do. And I'm like, I can't believe it. And then, because I was getting mad, everybody said, find your joy and find your purpose. And so many people get so stressed over, I don't know what my purpose is. I'm 40 years old. I did. And I said, well, what if your purpose is just, just to be happy? Like, I don't think it's, it doesn't have to be anything like blatant and out there. Mm -hmm. You could have made your neighbor happy today and that was your purpose. Mm-hmm. So it was all in the middle of all this deep inner work that I've never done before that everything just, I had so many major realizations and oh, I love it. My life isn't different other than I get to spend more time with animals and I have like, Oh, but honey, I think your life is totally different inside. I think, you know, you could be so at peace inside, no matter what's happening on the outside, I realize now. But it's how you view everything that you were doing before. You, you have a different vision. Exactly. You have a more compassion and a more loving and more accepting and more joyful vision. Nothing externally different. Yeah. Same house, same husband, same son, <laughs> but different in here. Yeah. 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 Gorgeous. It, it made all the difference. Gorgeous. Oh. Oh, 
I'm so delighted, Kim. My goodness, that is just so inspiring and so beautiful. And, and you know, and, and the thing is, I mean, it's very profound, and right. yet it's so simple. Exactly. Yes. And, and people think sometimes it has to be this huge, you know, earth-shattering change, and it doesn't. It can just be the simplest thing, but it will be so profound and so meaningful. And, I mean, we are here to live. We are here to feel good, and we are here to be of service on some level in some way. So we have that beautiful connection. You know I think what? service is a big part of it. You think what? So be, uh, being of being service. service. People are, you know, I'm depressed. I don't know what to do. Go volunteer. Absolutely. Go help somebody else and you're going to be helped. Get you're a whole different perspective. Exactly. Gorgeous. Yeah. All right, my friends out there in Heart and Hustle Land, I hope this has been inspiring for you. This is like so incredible and so inspiring for me and so exciting. I just love hearing what you're doing, Kim. It's so good. It's so good. We need you all over the world. <laughs> I teach. I never in a million years thought I would teach, but you know what it what it did for me and what we can do for animals. You know, I'd love to start little groups of volunteers at shelters. And that's what Kathleen's yeah, yeah, yeah. nonprofit, the Sarah Shelter Animal Reiki Association is. There's shelters that are getting on board all over the country with, you know, when you sign, like you were a dog walker, you sign in to be a dog walker. Now shelters have Reiki on their volunteer sign-up sheet. And that's great. And to have more people and animals helped with that is my mission. Yeah. There's so much more to it than just helping the animals. Yeah. Rock on, girl. That's awesome. <laughs> really beautiful. Well, thank you, Kim. Thank you for spending time with me today and for sharing your story with our friends out in Heart and Hustle Land. I really appreciate your energy and your time and your passion and compassion. <laughs> I'm so thrilled to be invited. So thank you. So good. And thank you again, everyone out there all our beautiful viewers and listeners um, for another episode of Heart and Hustle, Visionary Healers, Movers, and Shakers. So our guest today was Kim Harrington. I am your hostess, Paulette Wiesdeny. Until we meet again, many blessings and go out and find that little bit of passion and compassion and purpose and maybe be of service. All right. Mwah.